Okay, welcome to the Punch Touch Podcast. Real fans, real talk. We dissect, dive deep and discuss juicy bits of gossip and news from the world of boxing and MMA. I'm Coach T, I'm your host and welcome to a crazy ride of adventure. Real fans, for the fans. Let's go! Hey, it's the Punch Touch Podcast. It's the Punch Touch Podcast. Welcome, welcome everybody to another fantastic episode of Punch Touch Podcast. Yes. And this is a great episode because history was made, you know, women, women, yeah, not girls, not damsels in distress, women put themselves on the boxing map as far as I was concerned, to be honest. It was a great bout. History was made. Women headlining at MSG, Madison Square Garden. We also had the um, um, the coming the coming of fruition of a baby-faced assassin, an Olympian that has made a beautiful transition into the pro uh, realm of boxing. And, and he did it very, very, very well. Better than what I thought, to be honest. But before we get into that, guys, thank you for pressing play. I'm your host, Coach T. And alongside me, I have once again my brother from another mother riding shotgun in our Cadillac. Probably going to be painted in red, gold, and green with a big ass flag at the back. <laughs> Rico, the farmer. Welcome, brother. Welcome, Coach T. Viewers, you got me again. I hope everyone's out there is okay. Let's get ready to rumble. Yes. Yes, brother. Yes. And um, man, I, I knew the potential was there as we talk about um the fights that happened, the boxing uh, bouts that took place last weekend. And and um, I'm I'm happy to do this show midweek because I like to see when when the dust settles. And there's a few people saying this and a few people saying that, but I like to talk about shit when the dust settles. You know, you ain't caught up in, in the hype. The dust has settled. You can see things clearly with clarity. And yeah, it's a lot more, a better, it's a better um, perspective from myself. That's why I, I do like to talk about these things after the fact, after the fact. And um, the fact was, we had a major boxing event. Major, major, major. Excuse me. I'm just uh, that was just a Guinness burp there. Excuse me, guys. <laughs> we had a major boxing event. That event was in Madison Square Garden. We had ladies that had headlined. They headlined Madison Square Garden. That's like, I think that's like women boxing, ladies headlining York Hall. I mean, I know York Hall is not the same as Madison Square Garden, but. I, I, Farmer, have you ever heard of women headlining your call? Um, I, I, to be honest, I, my, my historical brain doesn't stretch that far. No, I know, but I know Madison Square Garden is the first time in 143 years since it's been open. So that was an event. Yeah, and um, I... <sighs> I'll be honest with you, York Hall, traditional boxing, there's women don't headline York Hall. York Hall's not as big as MSG, but it's, it's very traditionally based as male-dominated boxing. 
you know, you know, rightfully so. That's how it is. So it's I say that because it's the equivalent of that. Like Madison Square Garden is the mecca of boxing in the in the US, and there's a number of mecca points in the US, to be honest. You know, but Madison Square Garden is, you know, is is the mecca. Uh, I mean, you had AJ with that major craziness with Ruiz, and you had all sorts going on at Madison Square Garden, and uh, Ali's being there, and the the greats have been there, headlining there. And you had two ladies, two ladies. We had Katie Taylor. Katie Taylor is saturated in honors and accolades in a short space of time. And I think it's because the professional ranks of women's boxing has only recently, I, I think, I don't know, um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Farmer, but I, I, I think they've only just had like no more than two decades, 20 years of like proper funding resources, promotion, like proper, 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 proper things. And talent, Talent has has poked its head out in a more in an extraordinary way. For example, Serrano, she's a seven weight champion, seven weight division champion. Like that's that's not even not even Pacquiao did that. Like that's that's uh, it's amazing. I'm I'm trying to put it into words what that means, guys. Because the divisions, there is a weight category in boxing for a reason. For a reason that everything is divided. The weight, the mass, the volume of a human being is divided into categories for combat sports because it is such a big advantage. There's, it's a reason for that. Reason for heavyweight, flyweight, lightweight, welterweight, junior, middleweight. Blah blah blah, cruiserweight, bridgeweight, this new thing, blah blah. But there's a reason for those weights because it, it has such an impact, it can make such a difference. And she's <laughs> she's gone through seven weight divisions and done very, very, very fucking well. She's a G. And because the um the ladies, the women's uh weight category of boxing in in, in my perspective, because it's it's still going through its evolution. It's it's still producing um, future generations of boxers, and it's still it's almost like um going to a country and you are acclimatized. You, you get used to the climate, and and these these women boxers, these female boxers that are coming through, they're acclimatizing. Like when the Venus Williams sisters came into tennis, and everybody had to acclimatize to this new level of shit. Like it, you know. Even Lindsay Davenport was a great example of that. Like you know, it, the, the the female tennis change. You know, Clar Clarissa Shields come through. You got Savannah is like the the more of a newer generation, and and so on. Like they, you change shit, you change shit, and those that come through with with the um, ability, the talent, the DNA, they they will change what follows after them, but somebody has to change it first. Somebody has to go to the to the top of the mountain, Mount Everest. Somebody has to put that flag, you know, around the Arctic. Somebody has to do that so others can walk in their footsteps in a different type of way. So so that's part of the evolution. So, yeah, we've got Katie Taylor versus Serrano. Katie Taylor's 20 and 0. 
I'm, I'm, it's not that much. It's, we're not talking like it's not 50 and oh, and it's, it's not that much 60 and oh, 40 and oh, 30 and oh, it's not that much. But what she's accomplished and, and what she's accomplished, you know, as she's built herself is phenomenal, it's beautiful. I, I mean, before I get into Serrano, Farmer, uh, you, you've got a good. Um, a good understanding of what what Katie Taylor has accomplished. Could you let the folks know, like what she's accomplished as she's built a twenty and old, please? Yeah, Katie Taylor's story is quite unique, really. Um, okay, so I think a place called Bray, a little coastal place in Wicklow in Ireland. Her dad is quite an unusual, is an unusual character. He came from England. He was a bit of a um, I don't know a travelling lad. He left England at fifteen and settled in Ireland, worked at the fairgrounds. And met his mother, blah blah, and the rest is history. And he started a boxing. Um, he's, he's, his dad um, retired at thirty-five. And Peter Taylor's name is sorry, people. That's her dad's name, Peter Taylor. And he started a boxing club in in their local um, town. And Katie couldn't get any fights because she was a girl, and it wasn't popular at the time because of her talents. Were so. Um, what's the word I'm looking for, Coach T? Um, Exponential. She's really, really unique, unique, unique. And she's beaten some of the local champions, and um, they even disguised her with the help of some of the referees getting there because it wasn't that heavyweight class. And she was beating all the the males. And her dad got to a point thinking, "Hang on a minute, this isn't fair on the boys." It's quite a conscious dude, actually, Peter, because he's thinking he had to really reconsider his story, thinking you're beating the boys, and they can't. It's not fair on them because they. No one wants to be beaten by a girl, but she was <laughs> good. And um, and then she got famous in Ireland, and she sort of... Katie Taylor was one of the big pioneers to push for women's amateur boxer in the Olympics, because Katie Taylor won three worlds, three Europeans, and and the Olympics. Her decorative, decorative as, an, um, as an amateur is unbelievable. I think her lowest medal was a bronze the rest were gold so she doesn't know defeat she really doesn't understand defeat and she went to the professional ranks and uh, she's i would say dominate really is the better word she's not really been pushed and she is the pinup girl and will go down without a question in the pioneering professional era is one of the greatest female boxers of all time no question about that from amateur to professional not many people can say that Mm. Mm. There you go, there you go, and um, thank you. That's that's um, you know, that's why I asked you because that's a really, really great insight, insight from her. Thank you for that. Um, and what she's accomplished, like she's, <clears throat> you know what? If if you if if female boxing, those two words were allowed in the English Oxford Dictionary, you'd have her face. Personally, I think you'd have her face there because she lives the life. She lives the life. She's not part, she's like, she's not into the fanfare thing. You know, she's she's like the Gary Lineker of boxing. You know, where you, you there ain't no dirt on her. There ain't no dirt. No. Okay. <laughs> she's clean. She's uh, clean like a silver acne whistle. She clean. Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano are quite unique. Not really dating guys. Live, sleep, and eat boxing. Don't socialize, don't really do anything. They live. They've been professionals since they understand the sport. 
that's why I'm so, so glad, viewers, that they put on a show. No, it wasn't a show. It was an event. It was a mass class. It was brilliant boxing. One of the best fights I've ever seen. It was, a, it was an amazing scrap. An amazing scrap. There was a lot mm -hmm. of, there was boxing skill. There was strategy. There was traps being set. Traps that were, that worked and traps that didn't work. And there was a lot of improvisation as well because, it was dynamic. It, 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 it was amazing. Um, for the for those guys, go on, guts, go on. And guts and guts and guts and guts and guts. You know, we have to put to women. They have slight disadvantages. I mean, they got their uh, menstrual, you know, um, cycles and things like that, which does disrupt their training. You know, they got things like that. You know, and and these women came at it. Mm. But. It, I, but I'll say, Farmer, I don't think it's a disadvantage if they're fighting each other because they're they're both on the same platform. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But um, some women's strokes suffer from others, don't they? It can disrupt. Yes. It can disrupt uh, training things like that. But that, and they have to time it, haven't they? They got time when I don't know how they do it. I mean, I am not an expert, and I wish the professor was here to explain it more. Because some women, um, that they, they, they there's a way of delaying certain things isn't there but it's still yes like, yeah right? yeah and you're right you're right some some cycles are more um uh uncomfortable tolerable violent um some cycles come with their own uh, medical yeah. issues as issues. well and it also disrupts her weight because yes. some people lose a lot of weight through it true and so you know so so it's not easy for women not like like men so no. but put that to the side you could not just you couldn't argue about the display of skill and that the foot movement from Katie Taylor in the first two three rounds was magnificent. The body work from Amanda Serrano in the fourth and fifth was 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 a Mike McCallum and, and Julius Cerezo Chavez. Chavez. Mm. It was magnificent. So so let's let, let's talk about that a minute. Like let's I I would like to give the um the folks that press play as they listen to us on the audio whether they're walking a dog or driving a car or doing what they're doing. Uh, Serrano, you got Serrano, 42 with one loss, one draw. She got 42 wins, one loss, one draw. Yeah, she she's good. She's five foot five. Um, she's a southpaw. Um, I mean, she's got like 13 knockouts out of those 42 wins. And this is all through the transition of going through different weights. So it's, it's validated that she carries the power through the several weight divisions that she's explored and been successful at. Fact. I mean, she she debuted in 2009. Katie Taylor, Katie Taylor debuted at 2016. So Serrano, she's a vet. She is a vet and she does her thing very, very, very well. Um, I would like to mention, though, about uh, Amanda Serrano. She's from Puerto Rico and... Um, I, you know, I should have mentioned it first out. I didn't even mention the beautiful title that the farmer, the farmer suggested this title for episode 11, season two. And I, I should have mentioned it. I should have given it more kudos because it was a great, great. It is a great title. West Side Story. West Side Story. Everyone that knows West Side Story, you should understand that why we've, not weave, but why uh, the farmer, because I asked the farmer, what do you think about the title of this show? And he said, West Side Story. And it makes sense to me. 
it makes sense to me. And before I go into uh, Amanda Serrano, Farmer, please explain people, explain to the people like what what West Side. If someone's never seen the West Side Story, please explain it. West Side Story was set in 1950s New York cities in the slums of Manhattan, and you had the new immigrants were the Puerto Ricans, and the old immigrants were the Irish and and Polish, but. Let's take a term of this argument. It was the Irish. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, the, the Jets were the Irish and the Sharks were the Puerto Ricans. And how apt or apt it is to go back to New York City, you had the Irish on, on the Lower East Side and the Upper, you got the Puerto Ricans. And they used to have some right ding-dong tear-ups on the street. And it's brought it back into New York City with two females having a good tear-up. There you go. And it's a classic... It's a classic. Folks, if you don't know, if you don't know about West Side Story, I saw West Side Story a long time ago. A long time ago. I've kept that in the same category as um as some old films like Wizard of Oz and some old, old films like uh Greece and, and films like that. Um, it's in my category, in my head like that. If you don't know what West Side Story is, check it out because it's a classic. Well, and it's a violent classic as well. There's time, definitely. It just um the social disadvantages of, of immigrants struggling, the new, new, you know, the, the new came in and the old, and, the, you know, the fight and flight. It was, it was tough, tough times. Um, the Puerto Ricans sort of came after the war and they settled in, 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 in uh, some parts of Manhattan and they sort of headed towards the Bronx, the borough of the Bronx, and the Irish are the new and the Italians and Polish. Then they moved out to, to, to better pastures, to say, the, you know, than after the Puerto Ricans and had some of the, the Caribbeans and other ethnic groups. It's a cycle and everything. So, yeah, that's what happened. There's two cultures clashed. Um, one was classed themselves Americans and the other ones were the new immigrants, which were, were the Jets. And they clashed it out. They fisted it up. They duped it out, as they said. And that's what's happened. You know, that's why I said the West Side Story is a beautiful story. Two ethnic groups fighting it out for territory and not one person took an inch back. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because that, that was a cloth that is the cloth that they're cut from. They don't take an inch back. So we got so based on that, West Side Story, that's the name of this podcast episode, episode eleven. Amanda Serrano, she's from Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, you know, butter pecan, Puerto Rican, professional boxer. She also's got a, a mixed martial arts background and and also professional wrestler as well. But I don't know that history to a certain extent. But I know she comes from a combative, a, a, a combative, not combative, a, a combative gymnastic DNA athletic stock of people. Like she can move. And she can move. As well, Cindy, because Cindy fought. Um, Cindy fought Katie. Katie and Katie beat her. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Cindy and Cindy was fighting before. Amanda, I, 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 I've seen an interview with Amanda talking about, oh, I wanted to get into boxing and I can't do her voice because she got that, she got that beautiful type of, it's like a Brooklyn type of nasally Puerto Rican type of twang, you know, but, but it's cute because she's got beautiful lips and she's like, I'm, you know, I want to get into the boxing and, 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 and I, I tried to get into it and, and my sister was into it and her sister beat her up. Her sister beat the, the trainer said, No, I don't think it's for you. 
but Amanda's like, yeah, I want to do it. And the trainer's like, no, I don't think it's real. And Amanda's like, no, I want to do it. And then the trainer's like, okay, Cindy, deal with her. Deal with your, your younger sister because I want to protect her. She's cool, but she don't. I don't think she's built for this life. And her sister beat her up. That's what Amanda said. Sister, sis, Cindy beat her up. While, you know, this is her first, this is her stepping on the threshold of this life. And obviously she's a newbie. And and her sister tucked her in, tucked her in and, and didn't even read her a bedtime story. Just put the quilt over her face, tucked her in and, and whatnot. But she came back. She came back the day after. And that that showed the trainer, the coach of her older sister, Cindy, and also Cindy, her sister herself, like, ooh, hmm. you know, this individual's got guts because you need it in boxing because you, you know, you, you may and probably will get knocked down, but who gets back up? Who's got the fight? Who's got the toughness? You can't quantify toughness. It's, it's an emotional thing that you cannot quantify. You can't put toughness underneath uh, an X-ray or even an MRI scan. You can't put that in there. You can't. It's, it's, it's just there if it's there. And so she's a Puerto Rican professional boxer. Um, she's uh, having held a WBO title since 2019, the WBC, and the IBO title since two, uh, 2021. She was born in 19, uh, the 9th of October, 1988. She's 33, golden age. And, and she's good. She's good, man. She's real good. Lightweight, featherweight, bantamweight, super featherweight, super bantamweight. Like, she's gone through the divisions. She is no joke. She is no joke. She is tried and tested and has managed to make the weight and gone up in weight, you know, Cycle or not, she's been on her bike and 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 got to her destination of making a weight, and and I think that's beautiful. I think she's a she's one in a million personally, in, in with regards to female boxing. I think she's an uh, an an anomaly. I really do like a Pacquiao type of anomaly. Uh, but anyway, she lost. She lost against Katie Taylor. Um, you know, after ten rounds, um, I I think it was a. I think the 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 best person won. Um, Katie, like ugh, farmer, what did you think when when Katie was about to drop? Do you remember when uh you know she got banged up so hard? She bleeding. She's losing liquid. Like I thought and, she was gonna her legs. I thought she was gonna lose. I thought they were gonna. I thought she was gonna get knocked down. You remember that bit in oh, it? Oh like, mate, oof. I did. I thought oof. Katie, no, no, no. But if you can remember previous shows, I mentioned um, Coach T. And why sort of swayed? I mean, I think Sharon is a slightly better boxer, but they're similar. But this is where viewers' weights do hold its coin in gold. Mm. You have a featherweight who got good inroads at the beginning of the fight, but because of the weight, the weight carried, because K2 is used to the lightweight, and I strongly believe her weight carried her through it with me. Um, cause she's just a stronger, slightly stronger fighter cause the weights make a, a difference. Um, but oh man, that, that had me at the edge of my seat. I really did. And when Katie came back eight, nine and 10, she was just magnificent. If they do extend it, coach T to three minute rounds, I think it will favor my personal opinion, Serrano. 
I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it would favour Serrano. And I think they should. Um, I have no proof of this. I have no proof of what I'm about to say. But personally, I think they made the round shorter to keep the attention span of the male-dominated audience of boxing. Well, the science isn't it? I'm trying to say is it safer, is it not safer with a three-minute round, two minutes is... Is enough because of the brain and blah. Ain't no safer. Come on, Rico. Come on, bro. Really safer. We're talking about boxing, and you're gonna say safer. Well, they're saying that women don't carry that power. So then, so then, why do we need to talk about safer if they don't carry that power? It's it's cautious, isn't it? The unknown, isn't it? It is cautious. Man, I disagree with that, man. Because one thing, UFC, UFC keep the the time is the same, and 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 it runs the same. The ship still sails; it still runs, bro. Yeah, I'm not gonna deny that, Coach T. But just remember, boxing is a longer sport. Yeah, it's a pugilistic. So it's 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 normally the when it hits the boxing. I think some people forget boxing is quite the body blows in a boxing. You know, your liver, the pound your liver takes. Remember, it's not kicking art, it's a punching art. You know, you're punching your body, chest, arms, and head continuously. So, 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 okay, so sorry to cut you there, but I want to ask you this. So, so, okay, we agree that women don't have as much explosiveness as men, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we agree that. So, if they don't have as much explosiveness, explosiveness as men, and they're fighting each other, the women are fighting each other, why do they still need a nappy and a caution and a safety and a, oh, you can't do this? Why? I, I don't know. Would it be more exciting? Because women got two minutes around, so we're gonna, it's packed in with more action. So yes. that's why I, I personally think their fundamentals got to be on point because they have to box for that two but, minutes. Their fundamentals are. I think that's been proven yeah, for, for over years now. I think their fundamentals are on point. And um, but I'm just saying, if it was Katie Taylor in around four and five or three minutes, uh, Serrano would have taken her out. You think so, huh? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she 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 clung on to dear life in, in in one of the rounds. And if she had an extra minute, Serrano would have put up on her, and the referee would be forced to stop that. Mm. Yeah, she got she Serrano's strong in the early rounds because of the weight, Katie got her second win and, and you can see her physicality came through mm. even though Serrano's output was better because that's where the contentious issue at the present moment they're saying her output was way way better but she, well, she wasn't as powerful as Katie you know Kate- no 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 and, and Katie you're right I agree with you man Rico I think Katie's second win it came in punches and bunches yeah and wanted a fight because of the weight because she was stronger yes. at that weight but my God, you know, that's a good oh, point. I, I would definitely, oh, mate, if I had the money to go to MSG, mate, and, and to watch that rematch, I would go. I really would. Well, well, damn! If if I had the authority and and the links and the network, I'll push for three minutes. Loudest two minutes thing now. The women's boxing is established. It's established now. Give them, give them three minutes. Well, it's that's that, that's where um Jake Paul and um um Mr Hearn that are negotiating 
um, for the second fight to be three minutes. And But obviously, it has to come as a cost because Katie and, and Amanda deserve that wonderful pay packet. And I hope they do get a lovely pay packet so they can go into the wilderness and have wonderful children because these two women have sacrificed their motherhoods. Let's be, let's be, you know, need to get, get, be honest here. These are, women, so? yeah, one's 35, oh, no. one's 33. Yeah, 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 that's true still. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the time they have the second fight, well, we know 36, so, you know, mid to late 30s. So they have sacrificed their whole being, you know, of, of what they're doing. And I hope they get all the um, credibility, all the monetary credibility. And this is where, then I have a little segment here um coach t on jake paul i'm glad he came on board he's he, he saved the day he's promoting women's boxing he's pushing the police and he's just the world got embarrassed you know um some of these top promoters frowned and spat and huffed and puffed about women's boxing you show me a fight this year touches that in boxing yeah, and and he and he put he put the WWE he put the women in there as well, and he put the wrestling women in there as well that carry weight yes. with regards to attention of entertainment sports. Yeah, and he's not cut from that same old cloth. From you know what I'm talking about, innit? Like yeah. you know, promoters come from a certain bloodline. <laughs> not even just a bloodline, but a certain a certain old man view of the world. Yeah, I mean. I know we're going to get onto it later, but Bob mm-hmm. Aaron, you know, a bit naughty what he did, promoted another big fight on the same night. He couldn't have to do that because he, he just poo-pooed Bob Aaron, um, um, Barry Hearn, which, you know, um, um, Hearn's old man. They all poo-pooed it. They poo-pooed female boxing. And you show me there wasn't one person in that arena which was sitting down, they were on their feet, and the noise level... Through the t- through the screen it was unbelievable. It was a Hagler Hearns of nineteen eighties, mate. It was brilliant. It, it was brilliant. Theatre. It had everything and above. It, it just elevated women's boxing, and and to be honest with you, I, I I the fair result in my eyes would have been a draw. I'm being honest. I I for that split decision and how that judge got that score, I do not know. But it was tight, tight fight. And and what made me what I loved it when the bell went, they put their arms on each other and they waved to the crowd. It was monumental, and I'll never forget it. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. <laughs> I've said it off air, man. I I couldn't say it better myself that you know the the gravity of the situation and um, you know just farmer just the way you've uh, summarized what was witnessed across the globe with regards to the the sweet science of boxing and, and how it transcends. The science is science. Science doesn't have no prejudice of, of male and female. If you know the science, you know the science. You've got heart, you've got heart. It's as simple as that. And speaking of heart and the art of the sweet science, Oscar Valdez and uh, Shakur Stevenson, 12-round contest at Super Featherweight, April the 30th, on the Saturday, MGM Grand Las Vegas, United States. Damn, man. We've got Valdez with 30 and oh, 30 wins. That is a long time to be riding that confidence vehicle. Like, that's a long, that's a long time for you to be dominating, brocking up, man. Like, that's a long time. 
And we got Stevenson with 17. Only 17. 17 wins and no losses. I mean, that's good. That's that's really that's that's good, but like damn, 17. Valdez almost doubles that with regards to experience and, and the belts that were on the line. We got WBC, World Super Featherweight, WBO, World Junior Lightweight, and, and the ring, the ring junior lightweight championship. And you know, the ring's the ring, but yeah, okay, we leave it as that. We've got Oscar Vardes with he's 31 years old, so you know, he's not an old war horse, but you know, he's he's old enough to know and he has enough experience in his 30 victories with no losses. And then we've got Shakur Stevenson, he's 24 years old, fresh, young, fresh, and green, you know, five foot seven, Shakur, five foot five, Oscar Valdez, and he's built like a you know, like a like a brown type of um, South American tank. You know, he, he's he's built for war. He, he reminds me of um of a pit bull, to be honest. He got that pit bull mentality, pit bull mode, and and the pugilist he was fighting was quite the opposite. He's quite the opposite. He's more of a James Bond type of guy. Um, very very effective. None of them they don't know loss. They don't know loss. They don't know any anything like that. We got Oscar. Uh, Valdez, he's got 77 knockout percentage. 77% of all his wins has been knockout. And we've got 53% knockout ratio from Shakur Stevenson. So the power's with Valdez because he's knocked out 23 of his 30 opponents. And only stopping by KO, it doesn't have to be a knockout, could be stopped by KO, is Shakur Stevenson with only 9 out of 17 which is not bad, it's, it's decent. But, you know, the power, the experience is with Oscar Valdez. And I, and I think I think it was also around, like, MGM, I think Oscar had the crowd behind him more so as well, to be honest, you know? So it was interesting. This fight, Shakur won, and he won beautifully. The way he nullified... That's the, that's the only word that comes to my mind at the moment, guys. It's like nullification, nullified. Like, you know, that, like, try to do your, your shoelaces when you've got a, 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 um, a, a vest on, one of those. You know one of those crazy vests? What do they call them vests? Farmer, what do you call them vests when they wrap up for the crazy people? Uh, um, uh, straight jacket. Straight jacket. Imagine trying to do your laces up with a straight jacket on and it's tied up tight. That's how Oscar got nullified to me. Like that's 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 the illustration. Like he he did his best. He caught Shakur a couple of times. He tried a couple of times, more than a couple of times, because he's a warrior. He's a Mexican warrior as well. So he's cut from that cloth. Like he's yeah, he's come to fight. He's come to fight, and he ain't no he, he ain't no no losses. It's not no setup. It's not no betting thing. It's like not a setup betting thing. Like he. You know, he's come to win. He's used to winning, but he couldn't do. He just couldn't work out. Stevenson. Stevenson was, he typified a, a farmer. You know, obviously, I'm going to ask your opinion. Uh, for me, Shakur Stevenson, he, he, I think he came of age from a long time ago. But this fight was a definitely step up for him. It was a step up, a level up. Literally like a floor, not even a step in a, in a house of stairs. This was like a, a floor or two step up. 
And what he did and the way he boxed, he was an epitome of the sweet science of I hit you, you don't hit me. I mean, what do you think, man? He's a defensive genius. I am so impressed with him. I mean, as I always say, Coach T, you know I'm like, I look at their background and his career was fantastic as a a junior amateur boxer. You know, he's won multiple um, international belts, multiple awards uh, and gongs. So he has his fundamentals is absolutely sweet, but he's cut from that cloth of a Mayweather-esque because his defense is a defensive counterpuncher and he's very, very effective. Will he be effective in the next four or five years? I'm not sure because, uh, you know, in the lower divisions, they lose their speed. Like it's going to be, I hope he doesn't turn out to be another um, Prince Nassim Hamid, you know, but his fundamentals are absolutely fantastic. His reflexes, his movement, his speed. He made Valdez, I'm sorry to say, viewers, if you ever haven't seen it, he made Valdez very pedestrian. It was such a one-sided world title fight I've ever I've seen for a long time. It wasn't it wasn't even contestable. It wasn't even close. It was so one-sided. Got to a point Valdez was throwing punches and front is going off target, falling over at times. It was that clinical and that easy. He made it look easy. And he has this tendency to make all his fights look easy against, you know, um credible um opponents. Mm, yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It was it's, it's, I mean I mean the mob, the mob, when I say the mob, I'm part of that mob as well. And I, I do like I do like bangs and knockouts and vicious blows and and I do love the attack, the offense of of boxers when they go on the attack. I mean, sh- shit, you just you, you put attack and you could put Mike Tyson's face next to that. The attack is beautiful, but also the sweet science is about being um, evasive. And and he, man, he blocks very well. He parries very well. His footwork is very well. He's not there. He's not there. He's, it's, it's, it's like an elastic. It's like an aggressive elastic band that you keep on smacking back in your face. He, he's, he's really, really, really good. He is so well scored. And he's going to get better and better when he gets stronger. I mean, the featherweight and the super featherweight, he can dominate those two divisions. Yes. And he has a chance for the other two belts. I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't remember their names, mate. I will strongly recommend him because he wants to fight Lomachenko. Lomachenko's fighting the Russians at the moment. I think we should leave that alone. He should concentrate and unify that division. Right now, unification is, is the in thing. And Errol Spence is just one of the star mentors for that because that's all he wants. To, to be a great champion, you have to unify division. And, he, and I, I love um, uh, Shakur to do that. Don't bounce around. Unify a division, then go up and go down and try another one. Because this is where we can get greatness from an era now, because Canelo's doing it, um, and Errol Spence is doing it, and, and, and Bud Crawford's doing it. So I hope Shakur can concentrate on his division, pick up the other two belts, and unify, and big, go to bigger and better things. Mm. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so too. Um, it was a unanimous decision, and, and it, it was obvious. The scorecards reflect that as well. We've got... We've got uh, 110, 117 to Shakur. 109, 118 to Shakur. 
109-118 to Shakur. Uh, it, it, it was obvious that um, the sweet science of boxing prevailed over um, a brawling. Brawling's a part of it. Fighting's a part of it. You know, having that knockout's a part of it. And uh, um, Deontay Wilder is a testament to that. It's a, it's a part of it, especially when you do it well. But it's called boxing. Uh, it's going it's to take someone really special or he has a very, very off night to beat him. Honestly, he's that good. He is that, he, he, he's just like he, he's like he goes for a, jumps through time zones. Like, he knows. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird. To, if you have to sit down and watch him, he's like, he knows you're going to do a left hook. For, he just evades you and counter punches you. It's like he knows it's coming. If anybody, people, if you really, please go on YouTube and watch this. You, oh, yes, it's not exciting, as uh, Coach G said, about the blows and the Tyskin-esque. But we want to see movement and timing. That was pure, that was brilliant at its best. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't think I am, because the content, you have to put this in context. This was a unified world title. Someone's going to go away with two bells. And most importantly, these two men have not lost. So someone else had to go. So the, the motivation was there on both sides. This guy wasn't a bum. This guy had 30 fights, 30 victories. He didn't know what defeat was, Alvaldez. But Shakur Stevenson made him look so like, like he just like a professional debut. Yeah, and, and, and Valdez is knocked out or stopped via physical um you, you've been you know you, you've been incapacitated by the physical onslaught and it was 23 times he done that valdez did that 23 times massive ratio for a lower division that's huge. that's massive out of 30 yeah man only only seven escaped yeah so you're talking what 70 or percent nearly 80 percent that's that's a huge knock for a featherweight and super featherweight oh you know that's 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 impressive yeah. High ratio knockout. He and the experts thought he was going to overpower, bully Stevenson. It was it was a bull against a matador. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. He made it look so easy, uh, to a point that people probably thought it was boring. <laughs> mm. That's how good he was. It was it was Mayweather esque. To be fair. Yes. Yes. It was. It it it, it was. It reminded me of um the transition of when um Hopkins. As he got older, he changed his style and became a lot more elusive and and boxed more so than than brawling and fighting. You know, because he because he wanted to be in a position where he could count his funds. Yeah, you know? ring IQ. If I said his fundamentals are brilliant, his movement. Oh, he's at twenty three years of age, just turned twenty four. You know, doing that to a, a world, another world elite fighter. It was it was like me going in the ring with my you know eight year old son. There's no way on this planet. It's not like in the Bible, David and Goliath. It's not going to happen, you know. So um, I put my hand. Well done, um, Shakur. I hope I, I'm really put my eyes on him. I'm some big fights out there for him. But just but the first and for foremost, concentrate and get unification. Wipe out your division, then go up. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And he seems to, um, I don't know, I haven't heard any problems with him with regards to that weight. He seems to sit at that weight perfectly. I think it suits him. I think he walks around close to that weight. Yeah. 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 I can't speak any higher of him, to be honest, Coach T. 
is that is one of the finest performances for such a young man. Um, people can argue was Valdez good enough? Was Valdez was that Valdez um, previous um, history of his bouts were they were they like um, genuine? Were they authentic? Were they sort of um, feathered out a little bit? We don't know. But what we do know, Valdez is a world champion. Had no loss with a seventy percent knockout ratio, and he's he's known as an aggressive fighter. Yes, you know when you're an aggressive fighter, that means you're in someone's face. Where he didn't, he, he couldn't touch him. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, that's that's um, that's a good statement you made there. You know, wh whatever you think of his previous opponents, he's a handful because he's in your face. You got to deal with that. You got to deal with that underneath the lights. You know, you got your family, you got your your, your friends, you got your people watching you, whatnot. You know, and and you deal with that. And he's aggressive, super aggressive, and he he wasn't taking no shortcuts. He wasn't stepping back. You know, he he went for Shakur. He caught Shakur a couple of times as well. He went for him, even when he was getting frustrated. He still went for him. So oh, Shakur still had to be on his game. On his game, it was an impressive win that was. I, I didn't think it was going to go like that, Coach T, to be honest. I, I felt I put him down to win, but I, I put him down with the fingers crossed. I put my hand up for that. But that was just so easy. Mm. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. I, I agree with you. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going along the same lines. I, I thought Shakur Stevenson would have that, but I, I, I still felt it was a, a big test for him because, because of the power ratio that that Valdez has and also Valdez being undefeated aggressive fighter you know like he ain't gonna be starstruck he's just gonna be he's just gonna try and knock your block off like a like you know like a little lego character and gonna take your head off also the experts all the experts said the same thing coach T you know um but the only person out there didn't say the same thing was Shakur because he told us how he was gonna do it and he did it <laughs> That's right. Oh, I'm going to listen to him from now on. <laughs> he, he, he just shook his head. He said, you ain't touching me and doing nothing. I'm going to do this, this, this. And he did it. Mm. You know, all these experts and online and this and that, all oh, it's going to be a close fight. It's going to be rough and tough for him. <sighs> yeah, one or two little grazes, but in the grand scheme of things, mate, he won 10 rounds. He won eight, nine rounds. And that comfortable in a world title fight, uni unified fight. That is super impressive because when you got two um, belt holders, it, it's quite close fights generally. That was that was a that was a novice against a pro. Yeah, it, it looked like that, didn't it? And and like we're talking about someone with thirty fights against somebody with seventeen fights. There's a big experience discrepancy there. Professional, yeah. you know. That's 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 quite that's quite big there. That's quite a big discrepancy. And, and I mean, babyface assassin. Um, I mean, what did he do? You, you mentioned to me off air. What did he do after the fight? I, 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 thought, I thought he proposed to his, his, his um, long-term fiance. Um, yeah, in, in the ring. He's a bit of a, it's a bit of a lad, though, Shakur Stevenson. He's been sort of trained by his grandfather. Um, he's part Puerto Rican. His real father's Puerto Rican. And um, his, his mother struggled, his stepfather struggled, nine children to raise. So his grandfather had a lot to do with him. So he, he and his grandfather, uh, sorry, um, Shakur Stevenson's idol is Andre Ward. So, okay, oh, son of God. Son of God, you know, 
can hardly hit him. Defense master, counter punch brilliance. Knew his time was excellent, and he got that about him because Andre Ward went how many years from the age of thirteen to the twenty odd years without defeat for a man. Yeah, that's right. Never tasted defeat. What what a cloud to ride on. That's some monkey magic shit. What and a cloud. He fought some beast. He fought some beast. You know, he beat to call the super middleweights. He was, um, yeah, great fighter. So, yeah, he sort of models himself and his heroes, Andre Ward. So I think um, Shakur, people, please, please, um, if you're a sort of moderate fan, look out for this young guy. He's going to sell out arenas in the next two, three years. He's going to start going out. He's going to be dominant. He's going to be another Mayweather. If he keeps his head together, he's that talented. Do you, do you know what um, the style of... Um... Shakur Stevenson and just his um his mannerisms, the young man, old gentleman type of mannerisms, because he's he's very pleasant. I've never met him outside of the ring, but I've I've heard that he's a very grounded, pleasant individual. Uh, and he has manners. Like he's 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 cut from that type of gentleman cloth. He reminds me of um his style and his mindset reminds me of Devin Haney, you know. Yeah, you got you that's a real good observation there, Coach T. I'm a big Devin Haney fan. Even he's got his work cut out against our Australian brother. Yeah, Combosa Jr., yeah, he does. Yeah, that's gonna be a good tariff in Australia. But yeah, he has got a Devin Haney about him and that. That'd be a good fight, Shakaroni, Devin Haney. That'd be it won't be an explosive, it'd be a cat and mouse of skill and defence and counteracting and whoever gets an opening. But I can see Shakur Stevenson outpointing everyone. From the one thirties, maybe up to one forty, he's that good. Mm, mm. And we've got um, speaking of Devin Haney, that's on June the fifth, twenty twenty two, Sunday, Marvel Stadium in Melbourne, Australia. Let's just hope that we ain't gonna get uh, Incredible Hulk or or Spider Man as the ref in the Marvel Studios there. But it should be a really good fight. I'm I'm looking forward to that, to be honest, because um. Yeah, there's a uh, Cambosa. Uh, I think there's a little bit of needle in this fight as Cambosa believes that this young pugilist is not going to dethrone him. Yeah, I mean, Devin Haney should have um, Lopez, and obviously Lopez lost to um, but that was that was to do with bad management, his dad, and the weight. Because I think Lopez, if he fought Cambosa, I think he'd beat him. But Lopez has gone up a weight, but yeah, Haney. Is going into the Lions Den in Melbourne, a very sporting city, one of the great sports arena cities of all time. And even the cricket, the AFL, and you know, all sorts goes along there in Victoria. So it's a big sporting arena, and the home crowds are Australians. Because right now they're having a lot of champions in there in the, in the mixed martial arts and boxing world. So um, they will be well supported in that part of the world. And if he pulls that off in somebody's back garden, a world champion, a worthy world champion, by the way. Let's let's give. Composer of credit. Yes. A young man, people don't, hey, he's a very, he's a young guy, he's like 23, 24. And you go, uh, yeah, he's, tw- he's 23 years old. And, and yeah. Haney, Haney, um, you know, imagine this, Farmer. Haney's got 27 wins, no losses, and Composer's only 20 and oh. Yeah, someone who's got to go. And this is the beautiful thing about boxing at the moment. We're starting to see people putting it on the line. Well, we went through a wet phase. People were taking on chums, weren't they? And obviously the mm, money... The politics. Yeah, the money must be good because they're, they're stepped into the Lions Den in Australia. 
So I'm hoping he's getting a good payday. But if he pulls that off, he's the man. He's the man, because that's going to be a tough, tough task to go down under and win that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. There's been some controversy with on a slight tangent. Um, there's been some controversy as well with regards to the judges. We got Aaron talking about they ain't gonna be no Australian judges. They're all gonna be international. And Haney's talking about, yeah, just check the judges when I go to your backyard. So well, you know you gotta expect that though when you go to someone's backyard. Yeah, look what happened to um Pacquiao. He beat bloody that Australian kid. He beat him, man, and he lost. You know so. Uh, It'd be a good fight. It'd be a good tear up because Camosa won't be sitting down. He'll, he'll, he'll dig into him. So that'd be a real good tear up. So that'd be a good fight. That'd be a good fight. But you have to be careful with Haney. Haney's a sweet, sweet boxer. His fundamentals good and he's only going to get better. He's still a young lad. Mm. And um, on a slight tangent here, I wasn't going to talk about this, but I've just seen this on my feed. We've got a 12 round light heavyweight contest. I didn't know they were fighting. June the 18th, Farmer, June the 18th, 2022, Madison Square Garden. Yeah? Better Bib versus Smith Jr. Yeah. There, there's Woo! a little triangle at the moment. There, we got the big one this weekend, Vivold against the great Canelo Alvarez. Whoever wins that will take on the Smith and Bebo. Um, Betrov. Um, so um, yeah, it, that that light heavyweight division is looking exciting, really, really exciting. Really... Yeah. So so as we um, you know, let's talk let's talk about that. Kaleno versus um, Bivol. Uh, that's that's on Saturday, May the seventh. That's this weekend coming up. Um, I mean, uh, f- for the viewers, not the viewers, for the listeners, I should say that I've locked on and press play. You're gonna if you want to watch that fight, you're gonna have to catch a the zone pay-per-view at City O'Clock. If you're in this country, Greenwich meantime, you're gonna be looking at that fight from like Sunday 1 a.m. type of thing. So it's gonna be at City O'Clock. We got Kaleno with 57 wins, one draw, and two losses. We've got 19 wins, no draws, no losses from Bivol. Mm, interesting. Canelo has gone in the the most technical of the four. Yeah, my bad. Sorry, guys. It's it's not um two losses from um Canelo. It's, it's it's a one loss. One loss. Submit the great um, um, Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, he's going in. I'm a little bit apprehensive here because Canelo is one hell of a fighter, and he holds no fear of the 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 light everyone the cruiserweights. People and viewers, you have to understand, get things in perspective. This is a young man starting from light middleweight, then middleweight, then super. Now he's gone to light heavy. He's gone up three divisions from his original um, casting. So he's, and he's, this is, I personally think this is um, the top four fighters in this division are killers. And and he's got the knockout ratio against Bivol because he's got 39. Canelo, Mr. Cinnamon's got 39 knockouts out of 57. Yeah, but that was more like the lower divisions, as I say, Coach T's mm, coach. True. And he, and, and he has to bring his super, super middleweight, you know, he brought the power, but he's going up again against big guys. I mean, these are generally cruiserweights coming down to light heavy, aren't they? This is Canelo's gone the other way around. So he, he, he's going to have to handle the power. 
And I think the middle to latter rounds, Bivo, if he's still in there, will give him problems with because there's going to be weights. Yeah, and Bivo's never lost. He's never lost. Mate, and he's a tough guy. Yep. Because he came back from adversity with um kind of with Smith with, with, with Junior, and that was a good fight. He came through that. Um I I thought I thought um Richards did well against him. Then Richards fight him, Spider Richards fight Bivol. And it was Bivol's first fight in a couple of years. Yes, yeah, right. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, he got to because um, I don't know what happened there. Yeah, something happened. Yeah, he he, he beat Richards fair and square, but it, it wasn't it wasn't a complete domination pushover because yeah, a lot of people were saying Richards, you know, it's, it's it's a shot too far for Richards. Yeah, I think that was um. Yeah, I think they took a chance because Bivol was out. I can't remember what it was. He, he didn't fight for a while. Yes, that's right. All about timings. I mean, I wouldn't have had him against Bivol. But I, I can see their point because if Bivol was active, there's no way to add Richards in there. Yeah, but, but um, Richards stepped up, though. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he did step up, and 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 that's what you want, don't you, for these young lions to step up. But some at the same time, you still got to manage them, and they got to make because something like that can either ruin you. And he did it. I mean, he made a great account of himself, but the other side of it, he could have been battered and bruised. And he didn't make a good account, but Bivol was. I had a massive layoff, and I said it's all about the timing, isn't it? So yeah, um, I really don't know, <laughs> Coach T. Right about this because every time Canelo goes up, I I, I cringe. I, I I think Canelo's going to have it, and I think he'll have it with experience. I think Canelo's yeah. going to outbox him. Yeah, because Will Bivol take on that crowd? Is all Mexican and Mexican bank holiday, not a little fighting for two, three thousand people. This is twenty plus. The noise, the 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 um the parochial noise, um the backing of their man, as you say, Canelo. He eats that, doesn't he? He, he sort of like he, he oh, he just eats that sort of arena. Will it be a bit too far of a bivol? That's the big thing for me. Will he choke under the lights? No, I, 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 I do. I, I see. I see Bivol getting caught. You know, I, I reckon. I reckon Kellen was going to catch him and outbox him. Yeah, that's because he carries yeah. power well. I give Kellen that he carries power and his that Mexican bloodline of body shot. Like that's ugh, you can ask Saunders about that shit, man. It's, <laughs> if it was it's no a, joke. Honestly, Coach T, he's a he's a very good fighter. Very good. Mm. Uh, I reckon he's the best out of the four. I'm sorry, the three he can face. And if he gets through him, I mean, clever really how, how he's been manager Canelo because all he has to do is have fight two fights, isn't it? If he wins uh, and wins the other one, he's undisputed again. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. And he, he could only do that with his clout. And and, and, yeah. and I think people, have, you know, some people say, oh, he shouldn't be able to have that access or to, 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 to cut that shortcut. But... I don't, I don't, I think his 57 fights, like victories, 57 victories is not a shortcut. I think he's worked his way into that position. He deserves that position. And, and, and come on, people, we've got to give him credit, man. He's stepping up with some tough dudes. And the word on the street, if he, if he wipes out this division, he's going to go after the cruiserweights. You know? Yeah, I think that'll be a step too far, depending on who he takes, who's got the belt. No, you know, he's going to take on a cruise, so he's going to take a cruiserweight world title and probably come back down to the middle. And he's got two, three years. This guy, if he does the undisputed, first Mexican in history to do that, 
that and against and I want people to understand that division, light, light heavyweight right now is not an easy division. I, I personally think it's one of the hardest divisions to win on Undisputed and he's not gone in easy. Mm. Do you know do you know one stat that's that's um poking out at me as I'm talking to you? I've, 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 I can see one stat in front of me right now that um Kleno has 436 pro rounds. Bivol has 148. Wow. wow. There's there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of experience there. There's a lot. Of yeah, yeah, the only side <laughs> of that, Bivol's got a large, long, quite a long, uh, illustrious amateur career. Uh, Fundamentals. That's why he, he he went up. He propelled himself quite quickly in the pro ranks. Yeah, so that's a great point. Great point. We have to understand some of the Russians and the Cubans and the Ukrainians. They have three hundred plus fights, amateur fights. They're not like the Americans and the Europeans. One hundred plus. Yeah, they're you know, the Ukrainians, Russians, and, and the Cubans. They they the standards three hundred plus. Do you know what I mean? That's a standard. And when you're three hundred plus as an amateur at a top level more or less pro and he did that boxing series didn't he he won that as well so he he's he's moved up the ranks through the pro and semi so the amateurs and top amateur semi pro and pro quite effortlessly and um he's going to be tough and he comes on he comes on strong in a lot of rounds he has the ability to come on he's very resilient um I would like Canelo to get him out there early. If he doesn't, I will worry about Canelo towards the end. I would. Because I'm, I'm going to go back to it again, Coach T. It's about weight. If you can use to that weight, it will carry you through. There's weights for a reason. That's right. That's right. There is weights, weights for a reason. Um, so as we approach the final furlong of the show, um, I want to... I don't usually do this, but I'm... Um, I'm going to run through a few of the fights that are coming up now. Uh, whether you know them or not, Farmer, I, I know you're still going to you're still going to fertilize your your insights and, and plant some seeds uh, of thought for for myself and everyone that's listening. Uh, Friday, the thirteenth. Friday, the thirteenth, May 2022. We got uh, Udafi against Bentley for um, the British Board of Boxing, British Middleweight Championship. Um, I think that's Denzel Bentley versus Unify. That's going to be at the uh, the Indigo O2 Arena. Um, that fight there, uh, I ain't got much to say about that fight. I'm not going to ask you any questions about that fight. Um, but on the undercard, we've got Josh Kelly. Josh, pretty boy, Josh Kelly's return. And I, he's been away for a hot minute now. And he'd be fighting uh, Veronzi. Uh, I don't know much about Veronzi, but I know about Josh Kelly. He's, he's from the Adam Adam Booth style of fighting. A very, very entertaining fighter to watch. Got that type of Mayweather, um, shoulder roll, Philly shell type of style. Um, interested to see him back. What do you think about that? That will be an easy win. A warm-up for him. Get his confidence back. He's been out for what, nearly 18 months now. For the last time he was out, he got well beaten by the Russian. Um, so that is a confidence builder. He's probably get his head sorted out. Because once you're out for a while, you wonder why. So hopefully he's reset his mind and um, coming back gun blazing. Because I think he's a very talented fighter. Um, 
um, if he gets his mind together, he, he can give some good fighters some problems, but he has to get his mind and sometimes go back to the fundamentals. You can only do the rolling sh pretty boy stuff when you master uh, one or two facets of the game. Your defense, your defense, your defense. And that's Josh needs to do that. He hasn't got that. He has a flash moving forward, backwards, sideward. Lovely. Go off the fence, kid. Go off the yeah. fence. Very true. Um, uh, another um, reference point here on the undercard as well. We've got um, the Eubank family. We've got <laughs> the Eubank family. You know, we've got the Eubanks. Harlem Eubank versus Sean Dodd. Um, he'll be fighting on that undercard as well. We've got Harlem Eubank with 11 wins, no losses. Doesn't know defeat at the moment. He's, he's, uh, he's on that O. Um, he's fighting a guy called um, Todd. Uh, Dodd, I should say, not Todd, Dodd. He's got 17 wins and uh, uh, five losses. Uh, he's he's the older man. He's a more experienced man. So um, I think this is a, a apprenticeship a fight. Apprenticeship like fight. I mean, yeah. Harlem's is coming into his sort of dozen now. And there's another two fights. Then he'll have to step it up. But he's, he's taken on quite a tough sort of, you know, journeyman. Yeah, Sean Dodd. Sean Dodd knows the skills. He can get around, you know what I mean? And he's this This will test him. This will give him a good workout, as they say. Um, if he gets smart early, I'll be surprised. Because Dodd's quite... These guys are quite... Especially the British ones. They're very resilient. Our journeymen in Britain are very resilient. I don't know why. They... they, they I don't know. They, they remind me of the... Remember the old-fashioned um, fairground guys who can go and who can hit me and you get a flipping fiver or something like that and you can't ex-professional boxers know the way know the range and can be awkward so that'd be interesting to see how he gets on with that to be honest coach too mm. yeah yeah you said well you know it's, it's part of his evolution and speaking of evolutions i've been looking forward to this fight this next one that i'm about to say because the first time i saw this fight this was a it was a fucking dust up this was a scrap this was a scrap. Charlo versus Costino. Two. Wow. Do you remember the first oh, one? That's... The first one was contentious. Yes, that's a... Um... Very contentious. We've got part two coming up. This is for the WBC World no, Super, World to Wait. WBA, IBF. Undisputed. And WBO. Yeah, yeah one, two, three, four. So this is where Mr. James can have two, potential two in his, in his camp. Yeah, we got um Saturday the fourteenth of May, twenty twenty two. So it's it's uh, after Friday the thirteenth, Saturday the fourteenth of May. This is gonna be at, um um some some sports park in in Carson, United States. Uh, Showtime's got this, and you know you know what Charlo's bringing, and if and if you know Castino, you I mean Castino, man. That, that, this is <sighs> this is a great opportunity for Castino. Uh, to be an undisputed fighter and not being really fancied. Come on, man. This is a great opportunity for both of them, to be fair. Yeah, um, they're, they're both no joke. Like, they're, mm. you've got to turn up. Like, man, if you ever come across these people in a dark alley, you better have some form of combustible weapon because the fists ain't going to do it. Like, they're not mm. going to go down until they're dead. This is... Be I, 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 I'm, I'm not sure about this. I, I'm going to lean for resilience with Costano, but... Mr. James, he, he, Derek James, he always has good plans. So I don't know. I really don't know what it's from, Coach. Too. I, I can't put my finger on it. I, I think it's a 50 50. I, I agree, mate. And that's what we want, don't we? We don't uh, want, 
We don't want um, lopsided fights. We want 50-50s, and I'm quite... This will be a... That is, you're right, it'll be a good fight. I think one has to box. Don't do the tear-ups. We we can't get into the DNA of our Latino brothers, mate. You get into that, you're in there flipping having a tear-up, which Katie, it's an example Katie Taylor did. She was wonderful the first two rounds, taking range. But when you get in a tear-up with those people, their DNA want to be punched in the face. <laughs> it's, it's an honour to have a broken jaw. You know what I mean? It's like an honour that you get a black eye, but I took on 10 people, you know? Some people are made to cut differently, um, Coach T. You know, if if you put us in the ring, you know, in our DNA, our DNA won't knock you out. But you can't knock out everybody, you know? These people love to fight. They love to fight. Mm -hmm. They bring the spirit with them as well. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I haven't got an answer for that, Coach T. I really haven't. Who's going to... I'm not convinced who's going to win. I just want a nice, good tear-up, a good, no controversy. I want the best man winning this and don't properly fair and square. It deserves it. It's for non-distributed belts, for God's sake. You know, we can't have Mickey Mouse judges and uh, contentious um, um, refereeing in this. It's got to be done properly. Right? Yeah, and it's, and it's for to two make weights. It, this is make, for two weights. This is like middleweight and super welterweight. These are two weight divisions we're talking about, yeah? No, this, this, this is... You know, it's, it's a big, big, it's a big, massive fight. It is. It's a big one, man. Two weight divisions. We've got two belts. There's four belts on the line and two of those belts, respectively, two of them for middleweight, junior middleweight, or super middle, uh, su- junior middleweight, junior middleweight, a super welterweight, super welterweight. I mean, it's all, you could say it's all the same type of thing. The names are just different, but they're just, it's they're, the same. It's, class. It's, it's, yeah. it's the same. It's the like, same still. Like, like middlemate or middle, whatever. Yeah, it, it is. The, it is the same, but I just like the way it sounds like two weights. You know, un, un, undisputed, mate. So let's 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 have let's you know, someone's got to lose. Mm, and and I'm um, speaking of um, beautiful people with beautiful skills and beautiful techniques. NS boots, NS telling you people is avoiding Ooh. this man like the plague. I would as well. He's mate. He's fighting on the undercard of that fight. He's fighting a, a Canadian called Clayton. Um, I don't know much about Clayton, but I know that Ennis is no joke. It's a final eliminator. I know about Clayton. I know about Clayton. All I know is Clayton seeing Clay because he's gone to sleep. (laughs) Well, it's it's a final eliminator for the IBF World Welterweight Championship. So so, um, if, if Ennis, and I see Ennis winning, if, you know, if Ennis wins this fight, he's going to put himself in a mandatory position where it's going to be hard to avoid this monster. Well, the only I don't see him fighting uh, Errol Spence. Errol Spence will have one more fight at one four seven, and that'll be against Bud. Then whether win, lose, or draw, he's going up. He can't. He can't. He, the way it'd be a shame if he quite to squeeze into one four seven too often and lose to an ordinary fight because he struck. He, he pushes the boundary. I think he got one more one four seven in him. And that's against Bud. The rest he's gonna he's gonna go up to one five four. Yeah, we got some good fights coming up, man. We got some great fights coming up. I must admit, we got some great fights coming up, and also we got some good UFC stuff coming up. But we ain't gonna talk about that right now because it's about that time. Yeah, it's about that time. 
So whether you're at the end of your journey after you press play, or maybe you've walked a dog around a small type of forest or the park or the block or where you live, or you're driving home or you're driving to work or you're driving to some form of destination, so long as you get there safe, I'm hoping and happen, like I'm hoping and feeling like we've kept your company as you've done what you've done listening to this order. Audio, I should say audio. I'm getting tired, man. I'm getting tired. <laughs> I order. I am. Uh, I'm getting tired. So, guys, thank you for um, locking in and pressing play with your index finger or your thumb. It's been great. I've been your host, Coach T, for episode 11, season two. And uh, what did we call this? West Side Story. And yes... It was a West Side story. The old school Puerto Ricans versus the Irish. And it was a dust up. It was honorable. It was noble. There was guts on display. It was just truthful performance. It was just truthful, sincere performance from two pugilists. And and the women, they 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 done themselves well. I, I really enjoyed that. And I've also enjoyed the farmer. Riding shotgun away with me again, sir. Thank you for being a part of this show. Well, la 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 la, America, tap of the morning to you. They provided. <laughs> they provided. They provided. They provided us, mate. With, 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 yeah, I was so. People, people, viewers, if you don't can't capture what I'm trying to say, go on YouTube. I'm um, typing Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano. Yep. Not really disappointed. 20 odd minutes of absolute brilliant fighting. And at the very end, people, they hugged each other, waist and walked around the ring together, not trash talking, not doing silly things. And the crowd stood up. That gave me goosebumps. And I didn't really care who won or lost because boxing won, female boxing won that night. And, um, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. Please, please, just just watch it. If you've got nothing else to do, please sit down and watch it. Then you'll be enlightened and you'll become a fan like I am. Thank you very much, Coach T, and you viewers for listening to me yet again. I'm not going to go away. I'll be back next week and the week after and the week after and the week after. Have a wonderful evening. Bye-bye, guys. Excellent. Thank you very much, Farmer. Always, always a blessing to be fertilized with your seeds of thoughts and just provoking people to, to look a little bit deeper into the sweet science of boxing. And if we have, if me and the farmer have provoked you to look a little bit deeper, like have a look at that fight. Take a look at that fight. Look at what happened for 20 minutes when people put their life, literally their life on the line the training, the discipline, the work, to perform underneath those lights, to take the pain, the punishment, and to take the glory and the victory and also the potential of tasting defeat. It's, it's no mean feat. It is something to, to be in awe of. Um, thank you for your looking in, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've been your host, Coach T. And remember, 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 I've said it once, I've said it twice, I've probably said it more than three times, but I'm going to say it again. If you need a digital kick up your backside, yeah? Summer's coming, summer's only coming around the corner. I know it's been getting dark and cold lately at nights, but hey, you wanna go on holiday? You wanna look good for holiday? Check out 
www.secrettouchhealth.co.uk that's www.secrettouchhealth.co.uk so that you can get some signposts some support some guidance as you do your thing physically spiritually holistically and so you can invest in yourself which is the ultimate world be strong be true be you peace